Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and I am here today with the amazing Catherine Gray. She is a producer, author, TEDx speaker, and host of the podcast, Invest in Her, which you can hear on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms all over the place. And I happen to be a guest on that show as well, just recently. And she is the co-founder of the She Angels Foundation, which was designed to create a global fund to help women soar. Her focus is always on empowering female entrepreneurs, and her passion is working on socially conscious projects that are impacting the world in a positive way. I had the pleasure of meeting Catherine. I think we met in a podcast academy networking mixer thing, and we just immediately hit it off. And so I'm just so grateful to have you here on the show today. Welcome, Catherine. Wow, that was a nice introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here and, and I love talking about empowering women. So let's talk about how we can do that. Yeah, well, you and I go way back in that. My calling to empower women started back in 2001 when I had my spiritual awakening. And um, and I got this idea to write a book, which the book has never been written, but the the seed was planted for empowering women back then. And so I'd love to hear your backstory about what inspired you to really start to take a stand to empower women from a general perspective, and then more specifically to empower them financially. Right. Well, you know, all my life, I've really been for the underdog. I started off really being a champion of LGBT rights and uh, same-sex marriage. And I did a documentary called I Can't Marry You with Ellen DeGeneres' mom, Betty, as the narrator before we could obviously get married. And people would say, you're crazy. That's never going to happen. And I would say, well, why not? It, it should. Why? It's it's crazy that we don't have it. And so many years after I produced that and it was on PBS, of course, we were able to get married. And I did three years ago. So excited. Uh, never knew it would happen to me, but I always thought everybody should have the choice, you know. So icing on the cake, I got married. Then about five years ago, you know, once we got had the ability to get married, I do believe that we get downloads. You know, I think that's the way the universe works. And my download was to start creating these women's empowerment events. It was called the Live, Love, Thrive Conference. And then I added a day to it called at the time, She Tank, uh, you know, yeah, She Tank. <laughs> And then after I filmed it and was going to distribute that, 
Of course, I got a letter from Sony about they didn't want me to use that name. And that's when I changed it to She Angels, which I actually like better because She Angels as in angel investors, female Mm -hmm. angel investors. So would put on a pitch fest and get these women to fund women. Because I think the whole, the biggest part of this solution is getting more women to be angel investors and getting more women to get behind women. And so that was the beginning of that. And of course, as a filmmaker, I filmed this event and made it into a show. Actually, it's on my uh, on YouTube, sheangelseries.com. And you can see the, the episodes of the women getting funded and then them being mentored and then how it impacted their companies by having the funding and mentorship. Yes. Beautiful. Well, so I want to take a little backtrack because there's so much here, right? There's so much here. So I'd love to talk first about you were a filmmaker, right? And so this is actually, it's interesting because what I'm hearing and correct me if I'm wrong, but not only are you passionate about empowering women, not only are you passionate about helping women to invest in other women, but you have somehow managed to also do the magical thing, which is kind of coalesce multiple passions. And that's something that a lot of women, I think, I know I have struggle with. I'm an artist myself and like my art is really important, but I'm also a mentor and and speaker and I have, you know, consulting clients all around the world. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about, first of all, how you made the leap into being able to combine all these things in a powerful and profitable way, number one. And number two, how you help women when they are getting investments to either rein themselves in or to weave together the various pieces in a way that works. All good questions. I do think it's so important that we do what our passions are. And like you said, monetize it. And so I love doing my podcast and I love creating film that I think, I think film and TV is what changes culture. And so when something needs to be changed, it needs to be in that format to bring awareness, education, inspiration. And so like right now, I'm really working on a dream project, which is a TV show about funding women, because I do believe that there's no television platform that really informs women how to get funding and how to become an investor. And things have changed so much in the investment world, it makes it easier for people to invest. There's now equity crowdfunding, which now you don't have to be an accredited investor, which means you have to have over a million dollars in assets or 250 a year in income. Now anybody can become an investor. There's platforms like WeFunder and Republic where you can go on and Get behind another female inventor, entrepreneur in some innovative new idea and be part of that. How exciting for $100 or $150 or $500 on these platforms. It's called equity crowdfunding. And it's made possible because Obama passed into law these changes, making it possible to allow anybody to become an investor in these platforms. And now, just a couple months ago, even getting accredited is easier because they no longer have that criteria that you have to have the million in assets or the 250 income. You just have to take a test or have a business degree. So the landscape of investing is changing every day. This is going to be great for women. It's going to allow more women 
to become investors. And all they have to do is seek out programs that teach them how to become an angel investor. And there's more and more programs out there now to do that. So actually, in the last several years, this is all new to me. I'm learning it. And so I'm just, whatever I'm learning, I'm trying to share all those resources with other women to help empower them. And I'm using the TV platform, the podcast, my website. I'm working on workshops to allow them to learn all the various ways that they can get funded. This is something I'm it's an ongoing process because it's always changing, but it's uh, such a great opportunity for us to level the playing field since we get less than 2% of venture capital funding, women. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a problem that we want to solve. So I'd love to have you talk about, you know, I think for, for my listeners, there's, I think, uh, varying levels that they are at. Level one, maybe they are in a job that they know they've got to leave, but they can't figure out a way how to get out of it and be able to stay financially stable. Uh, number two, they may be, you know, recently starting in a business, really called, have this big idea, maybe don't have any skill with money at all. And then number three are the more seasoned entrepreneurs who have, you know, maybe been burned a few times in their own journey and their focus is really on, okay, I just need to focus on making sure that money and revenue is being generated, who may not be thinking at all about angel investments and any of those things. So I'd love to have you speak to the whole idea of asking for money from an angel investor. Well, I think, you know, if they seek out someone that can teach them to pitch, that's half their battle is learning what is the investor looking for? They have specific criteria and things they're looking for. And so you want to work with a seasoned person. You know, I think I'm like you. I'm a big believer in I don't have to know everything. I just have to find the people that do. And I don't have to be good at everything. I have to find someone that loves to do what I don't know how to do and don't want to do. And that's what makes the world such a beautiful mesh of talents is that we're each utilizing each other's talents. And so I would say one of the first things is, you know, I often recommend people go to a specific uh, resource of mine. I have several that would, you know, allow them to learn how to pitch and then once they learn that, then go to these, seek out these angel investment groups and pitch to them. And if they fall on their face, it's okay. They just get up and go to another angel group and do it again until they get it right. I'd love to have you talk about what inspired you to specifically start to focus on the money piece. Like as a filmmaker, where did this money piece come in, in your own journey? Did you need to pitch to people to raise money for your films? Or like, how did you get started in the whole angel investment realm? Good question. So the main reason I got involved is when I started to do the pitch fest and realized that we get less than 2% of venture capital funding and that that wasn't common knowledge, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to have a television platform to get this out there because I encounter people every day and I tell them this, that women get less than 2% of venture capital funding and they always have their mouth drop open. Like, what? You know, and it's really fascinating how few people are aware of it. 
more and more people are becoming aware. But then the question is, well, then how do we solve it? And so there has to be a platform out there. And I believe it's a television platform to tell people, here's how you solve it. And you can be part of it. You can be part of that solution. And that's what's so important. You know, 75% of venture capital firms have zero female decision makers. So number one, we have to get to women on the college level and in their 20s and say, you know, if you're in the business school, you might want to think about working for a venture capital firm because they need more women at the table making decisions because it's the decision makers who decide who gets the funding and people tend to invest in people they identify with. So if it's all white men at the table, they are investing in all white men. You have to have diversity. You have to have women in order for people of color and women to get funding. It's an absolute must. You must have them at the decision-making table. And that's the number one thing we have to fix. So you might be saying, well, as a listener, how can I be part of that? And it goes back to what I just said. You could start really small by going to WeFunder, Republic, or one of these crowd equity crowdfunding where you actually get an ownership in the company just by putting in a hundred or a thousand or whatever it is you have to put in. And then when you want to go a little bigger, learning how to become an angel investor or what's called a limited partner in a venture capital firm. So women need to get outside the box of thinking, investing in just stocks and bonds or real estate, that there is another form and it's exciting. You get to learn about all the new innovative things that are happening and be part of that. You might not have that big, great idea, but you can get behind someone who does. That can be your legacy. Oh, I love it. Beautiful. Well, we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk more about how you can find out about investing in her and uh, She Angels Investors. And right now, Wikily Smart Women, I'm going to exercise my asking muscle because that's like one of the most important things we need to learn how to do is to exercise our asking muscle. So we do need your help if you're enjoying this show and want us to stay on the air. Please consider making a donation at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. Please help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends, and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I do want to say a huge thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. We now are celebrating our second award. We just recently won the Award of Distinction in the 27th Annual Communicator Awards, and we are now up to 84 countries. So we want to shout out this week to our listeners. Where are you, Catherine, in the Midwest? Oh, you're in LA. Okay, so we'll shout out to our listeners in LA. We'll shout out to our listeners in Saudi Arabia, and we will shout out to our listeners in uh, Jamaica. And we will be right back with Catherine Gray. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, 
balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Catherine Gray. She is, as I mentioned in the introduction, the co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. You can find out more about the She Angels Foundation at sheangelinvestors.com, sheangelinvestors.com. And Catherine, why don't you let them know what they're going to find when they get there? Well, when you get there, it tells about all our various platforms. The podcast is there, which is Invest in Her. We also have the She Angels Foundation, which is my, I co-founded that nonprofit. We give grants to female-founded nonprofits that are helping women to thrive. And then they'll find, uh, if they sign up, they can get our free download, which is a a white paper that uh, gives uh, six different ways to fund your company. Fabulous. I love that. Six different ways to fund your company. All right. Let's talk now about money mindset, Catherine. Because I think that many women, I mean, there's, we know that part of the challenge is that 2% of VC funding is for women and the other 98% is, is given to men. But I think part of it includes the mindset that for some reason, over the course of centuries, we have been held in society at a subservient level And therefore, we have this relationship with money that is a little wonky. Like my mom was one of those statistics who ended her life essentially in poverty, except for the fact that my brother was willing to give her a place to live. And I've done a lot of research myself around the statistics of how most women end up broke at the end of their life. And never mind anyone who is thinking about inventing something or becoming entrepreneurial, like the basic relationship that women have with money, I think, is looking for some healing. And so I'd love to have you talk about either your own relationship with money and anything that you did to improve your own mindset or what your resources are doing to help women to heal in that area. Yeah, that is a difficult one. You know, I was just talking to a friend of mine who raises money for films. And she said, you know what, Catherine, when I started, I just started really small, raising like $20,000. And she said, I thought that was a lot of money. And she was Mm -hmm. nervous to try to raise it. And then she raised it and thought, okay, that wasn't that hard. And now she raises millions of dollars. And you know what? She really inspires me because- it got me to thinking with, you know, we're raising money for our uh, TV show and looking for sponsors, you know, major corporate sponsors that want to empower women. And um, now I, I just look at it differently, maybe because we just all inspire each other. Her fearlessness really rubbed off on me. And I thought, you know, you have to really look at what the value is of what you're doing, really knowing that, as you would say, that something's purpose-driven And I've worked with this woman. She's a wonderful spiritual leader. Uh, Her name is Andrea Quinn. And she has uh, said, in order to be able to raise money or ask people for money, you have to get yourself out of the equation and say, I'm not raising this for myself. I'm raising this for my bigger cause. And that's the way I look at the TV show. I say, 
It's so important to have a television platform that addresses this underfunding and how to fix it and encourages the audience to become investors or to become entrepreneurs and to be fearless and to help each other because nobody's an island, that this is this is the ideology that women need to take on is that we all have a purpose. And so whatever your purpose is, you can be fearless about asking for the funding of that purpose because it's so much greater than yourself. It's not about you. And that kind of tends to take away the fear, don't you think? Well, I would agree. That's one of the things I help people with is to turn their calling into cash flow. But the purpose of turning their calling into cash flow is so that they can build a bigger entrepreneurship to serve more people with the message. And it is about, you know, being purposeful and and about getting out of your own way. But there's another piece to this, which I want to bring us back to what you said at the very beginning is you originally said that the, the first thing that people need to learn how to do is pitch. And what pitching requires is having a voice and feeling like that they can speak and that they can express themselves and that they can ask. So I'd love to hear your thoughts around helping women to value their vision and then be able to vocalize in a way that allows them to attain the money that they're looking to attain in order to grow this. And one thing that's going to help women, uh, and maybe this is a little offshoot, but one thing that's going to help women to be more fearless about pitching is to seeing another woman at the investment table. That, that literally is going to make people feel more comfortable. Let's face it, men feel intimidating. Maybe they're pitching their new bra and the guy is like, what? You know, and so part of it is who are they pitching to? Because I noticed in my pitch fest that one of the things the women told me came out of it was that when these investor women believed in their product, that boosted their confidence. And so They do have to walk through that fear of pitching, but once they get somebody that says, you know what, that's a really great idea, then they're halfway there because it's women have to build their confidence. It's something in our society we do not teach or perpetuate to women. And so it is something we absolutely need to focus on. I know our She Angels Foundation tries to get behind nonprofits that are helping women and girls build and boost confidence because it is essential to being successful and to raising money. Sure. I want to talk now about this 2%, 98% thing. So, you know, I hear you when you say, if we all gather together as women and get behind each other and work to put the wind beneath each other's wings, it's going to begin to create momentum in the right direction. However, I'm curious about what your vision is for unlocking that 98% from the, let's face it, white men who are holding on to it. Do you have thoughts about that? You bet I do. (laughs) (laughs) So number one, people are, are starting to move away from VCs because they feel like they're so unfemale friendly. However, now some VCs are popping up that women are starting. You know, there's um, Arlen Hamilton's Backstage, there's Cake, there's Portfolio, Golden Seeds, uh, Angel Investment Groups. Uh, So more and more are popping up that are 
created by women. So that's a good thing. Trying to get the old uh, male group, uh, you know, to come on board with more women is going to be a tough haul. But like I said, if more women in the business world, young women would get into venture capital, that would also help solve the problem. But also women are needing to start looking at alternatives to venture capital. So like I said, more and more angel groups that are getting women by women for women can look those up. There's one here in Los Angeles uh, in Orange County called OSEA run by Zandra Laskowski, and she teaches women to be angel investors, and they get behind many women in uh, females. Then there's uh, accelerators and incubators out there that are trying to help women. Oh, that's another good thing for a woman starting out wanting to build confidence is looking up for incubators and accelerators that will help them grow their business and pitch for money. Uh, there are a lot of those popping up. And then this equity crowdfunding. Women are getting more and more funding from equity crowdfunding, and they do already get more money from that source than they do from venture capital. So there's various ways that they can get money outside of venture capital. Would we like to improve it? Yes, we would. Would I love to get a venture capital firm behind the television show? You bet. Somebody could take advantage of being setting the tone of being the leader in that space. Uh, so there's opportunity there. Beautiful. All right. Well, I want to talk about two more things before we go. We've only got a, a little bit of time here, but the first thing I wanted to talk to you about is I'd love to have your thoughts in, in the last minute or so about your belief in the importance of the mentorship piece of this. Oh, I think mentorship is key. Nobody wants to be an island. Uh, they should always have somebody that they can bounce things off of that brings something to the table that they don't. So mentorship is starting to be, you mean like, well, there's coaching and then there's actual mentors in their field, either one. Uh, but I do think people should always have, not try to do everything on their own. I see such burnout from entrepreneurs that try to do everything on their own and wear all the hats. I'm a big believer in, like I said, you know, find people to do what you're not good at. You're not good at social media, find someone that does it. You're not good at admin, get someone that does it. And you might not be able to do that right out of the box, but it should be one of your first priorities because if you can free up your time to do what you do best, you're going to grow your business more significantly and faster. Perfect. Well, the, the last question I have for you, and this is a quickie. What is the most fun, most exciting thing that you've ever seen funded? The most exciting thing I've seen funded? Well, right now, because I'm an investor in it, I would have to say uh, there's a really great new entity called Good Goods. It's G-U-U-D, G-U-U-D-S, goodgoods.com. They're out of Canada, and it's like a socially conscious Amazon. So everything you buy on the site, you're helping make the world a better place. Like you can get socks, and part of it's going to the rainforest. Or you can get a, a scarf, and it's going to help save the elephants. So that it's social conscious shopping. So unlike Amazon, where you're just it's just all commerce, here you're actually making impact buys. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right. Well, I am so grateful you came today, Catherine. It was a real pleasure to have you. One of the things that I want to underscore for our listeners is you have to ask, you have to value your vision. And this last little piece that Catherine dropped in is it's really important to be socially conscious 
as well when we are talking about uh, entrepreneurship and about where we invest our funds, our fun funds. So please be socially conscious with that. And with that, I want to say, listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes for you. Or you can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.